Because Donald Trump is gone. That's why. Finally, he has left the building. He has he has left Washington D.C. <clears throat> and an absolutely abhorrent, disgusting four years has come to an end. And we are celebrating that this week. Okay, we are. Because that's what we're gonna do. It. Okay, this is not the place. If you want, you know, if you want a bunch of what about uh, well actually kind of stuff this ain't the place for you alright we're not doing that <clears throat> okay I say you know, one of my little mottos on this show if you've been listening is celebrate your victories and that's what we're doing this week we are celebrating the victory we are happy that it happened we are happy that we have a new president and a new vice president and we got some new people in the White House and in the executive branch. And they're going to do things differently from that piece of crap who was there for four years. All right. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I have never been so happy to see somebody go. To see somebody and to leave and to just, you know, go out sad. All right. Normally, I do not revel in people you know, people's defeats. That's not what I do normally. In this case, oh, it, it feels so good. So good to see him defeated with his, you know, hanging his head in shame. <clears throat> Getting on that, you know, giving that one last speech where he's, you know, playing the hits. Except now we can laugh at him because we know that it just means that, that, that you know that he's, he's out of here and we can laugh at all his pathetic offspring <coughs> from Eric and Don Jr. and Ivanka and they are pathetic seeing just the sad looks on their faces as they know they won't be in the White House anymore right and and, and seeing Melania finally not having not having to, to put on a performance of giving a crap Right, it was, it was, I had an extremely good time seeing all of that. Alright. Because none of those, you know, they're all, they're all sad and pathetic. Okay. The children, his, his, Eric, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Melania is also. Alright, don't, 
the idea that Melania was some kind of victim this whole time, or that she was some kind of hostage this whole time, no. Okay, she bought in on all the birther stuff from day one. <clears throat> she may not like Donnie. You know, she, she may not like him at all. She might hate his guts. But don't think for one minute that, you know, she's some unwilling participant in all of this. <clears throat> Which means she probably doesn't hate his guts, right? I mean, don't make that mistake. <laughs> it's okay. But anyway, anyway, we celebrate that he is done. That he is out of here. And the only thing that was almost as fun to see, again, <clears throat> again, I don't normally, I don't tap dance on people's graves normally, but they, but I had to do this one more time. But when they showed the picture came up on Twitter of some some MAGA guy at was supposed to be a state house protest at a state capitol, and there's supposed to be thousands of people there, and he was out there by himself. Because one of the disheartening things about all the MAGA stuff was that so many people would show up at these damn rallies. So to see that picture of that one guy out there by himself, <coughs> like the definition, I mean, nothing sums up, nothing, nothing says going out sad <laughs> better than in that picture. So yeah, that was that was good to see, <laughs> because you know it's like I said, it's kind of the most kind of scary thing is that seeing all those people at all those rallies, and even though they're exaggerating it, you know the numbers and all, but still the fact that there are a lot of people who were supportive of that stuff was scary. So to see now now that he's been defeated, that. That support is really, it was a mile wide and an inch deep. It was a bit refreshing. But I mean, there's some other refreshing things about Inauguration Day. And I'm going to get to those later. Um, as far as the music for this week, just once, I know one artist, just, now nah, I just, you know, picked a bunch of stuff that that was upbeat and positive and optimistic, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, because uh, that's the mood for the rest of this, for this week, hopefully for the next several weeks, right, this is a time to, again, be optimistic, to be relieved, if nothing else. And I'm going to get to all that. First, we play music. Then we get back to the show. Be right back.
Now, I mentioned the word relief earlier. And, well, that's how I felt, you know, after the inauguration. You know, once Biden and Harris were sworn in and we had gotten through that without any shenanigans. You know, and then we, you know, we got on into the day and then we got to the first press briefing. And we got to him swearing in a bunch of appointees. Um, yeah, I, mean, I felt relieved. And like, that, like I said, that doesn't mean everything is fixed already. Of course not. Right? Or that we've even gotten remotely close to solving any of the problems. No. But it's just different when you don't feel like the person in office is literally trying to do damage to you. Okay. I mean, after Trump got in office, um, I was scared. I think a lot of other people were too. Because, you know, I'd just seen what type of feelings and what type of urges he was playing on and encouraging and juicing up with people and you know I, I really felt like it was going to be just open season on anybody who was not white and was not a mega person right um Yeah, I, I had a family member who was, you know, a couple of weeks after the election was, like, harassed at the grocery store by a bunch of MAGA dudes, right? I mean, there were more reports about, you know, different kind of hate crimes and whatnot, and people just being, you know, immigrants, or even people who weren't immigrants, just, you know, like, every... You know, Hispanic person or Middle Eastern person or Indian person, right? They're not all immigrants. A lot of them were born here or second, third generation American citizens. And they're being harassed and called illegals and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, there were more reports about that. There were, uh, I mean... You know, so all that was going on. And then... You know, this was all before COVID, right? I mean, basically he gave... A, his his mere presence in the White House gave a green light to anyone who ever wanted to... Who, who was sitting on their prejudice and sitting on their... You know, xenophobia or racism or homophobia or whatever... His mere presence in the White House, and then, and then on top of that, some of the policies he was rescinding, as far as you know, rights for LGBT folks, and you know, it was giving a green light to anybody who'd been sitting on some form of bigotry in their heart, and it just had been waiting to be able to spit it out again. 
And, um, no, that was pretty scary. If you remember, like I said, if you remember, if you're part of any group that was not, you know, basically <laughs> white folks, you had reason to be alarmed every day that he was going to enact some policy that was detrimental to you or that he would just carry himself in such a way that it would give other people a green light to, you know, to attack you, basically, in some kind of way. And then you add in the fact that there was a real disconnect in recognizing that. I mean, there were a lot of, well, I'll say a lot of white people who did not see that for what it was. Whether they were being willfully ignorant or just ignorant. Or they just don't have the kind of radar to pick that up. And so there were a lot of them who weren't recognizing it. So then, I mean, imagine being terrified, being of like real stuff that's really going on. And then, you know, a particular group of people can't even, don't even recognize it for what it is. And then when you throw in that, you know, some of these people were like friends or acquaintances of yours and you kind of, you figured that they knew, <laughs> right? <laughs> that they knew how to, how to spot it. And they, but in this particular case, they weren't. And I mean, it just added to this, the, uh, just stress every day. Right, because you know you knew you were getting four years out of him. Because well, at least early on you do that. Because I mean, his party controlled both houses of Congress. They weren't trying to really investigate him or anything. So imagine, you know, you got to deal with four years of that. But then, you know, the largest voting block in the country has a significant chunk of it who doesn't even recognize that what he's saying and doing is racist and is xenophobic mm -hmm. and is homophobic and all. Which means that if things are going okay for them, it, you know, they, then they'd have no problem with him getting four more years. I mean, because that was, that was the fear a lot of us walked around with every day he was in office. And then COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, and just to see him up there not giving a damn, mm -hmm. even though he knew how dangerous it was, to see him up there just lost, not caring, not giving a damn, and just, you know, saying, open things back up. And the man had no clue man showed no leadership I mean with all the other stuff I mentioned about him if he had came out strong in favor of mask wearing and led with that you know the, the, the MAGA folk would have went along we'd have been in a better place already and he probably got reelected
So, I mean, that's just another you know, bit of dissonance, right? So he, he's doing all of these things that are terrible. And then the one thing that, you know, made it possible to get him out was a damn pandemic that has killed over 400,000 people. Because there weren't enough people who cared about all the other stuff or who were offended by all the other stuff to vote him out. So imagine, imagine that. And then, of course, COVID is killing non-white people a lot faster than it's killing white people because of various socioeconomic things. So imagine, imagine having this man in office who is openly hostile towards you and your people through words and policy. And the one issue that made it possible for him to lose is a disease that is killing your people faster. Just stop and think about just just the jacked up mental state that put a whole lot of people in. Okay. Stop and think about that. So him just not being there anymore is a relief. Oh, and I might add, after the election, you know, all these efforts he made to overturn things and then just sitting there and being worried that you know, the people who hold these offices to decide stuff, that being worried that they would just you know, put the Republican jersey on and side with him regardless of the evidence. Right, that was another worry, and that they were just going to give him four, give us four more years of him, because they were on the same team. Right? I mean, but then that didn't happen, and now you know. So it's just him not being there is just a great relief. You know, and this one is almost like a horror movie. You have to make sure he's dead. Make sure Jason is. is dead or whatever right I mean we didn't really breathe easy until Biden had finished the oath and was officially the president right so it is just a big relief and I mean unless you're one of those oh they're all the same kind of people which I'm sorry I got no use for you if you're one of those folks all right and I'm not arguing with you in 2021. There was a time I would have argued with you. Now I'm not. Okay. Um, I will mute. And or I will walk away from the conversation. If that if you're, go, if you're, if you're going too far down that road for me. But I can say I feel better. I feel more relaxed. And I don't. There's a great stress that has just been lifted. By him just being gone. I mean, hell, just talking for this segment has been easier. And I'm breathing easier. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to move along now. Uh, be back in a minute.
Alright, so, you know, if you're, as you're listening to this, Dr. King Holiday has come and gone. And, you know, I spoke a bit about him last week. But I just forgot to spend a few more minutes this week because, well, there's no such thing as too much time spent talking about Dr. King. Okay. Now, what really kind of stuck out with me was one thing was, actually, I was on Twitter, as I am a lot, too much. <laughs> but um, somebody posted some pictures that were taken of Dr. King and Coretta, his wife, on like a vacation. And they were pictures in color. And what's funny is, um, you don't see that many pictures of color pictures of him, right? They're all black and white. So just see some pictures in color of him. Well, it's just, you know, something else, really. And I, I would recommend that, um, you know, if you, I guess you can probably just Google, you know, color pictures of Dr. King or whatever and, you know, find them. But, you know, do that. Now, it's, it's important um, that we learn, like, the full picture, no pun intended, of all of these folks, right? I mean... You know, we see video of Dr. King preaching, right? Or, you know, we can read his letters that he wrote. But he was a full human being, right? It was important, you know, it's important to see that. Yeah, Malcolm X was a full human being. You know, Muhammad Ali, full human being, right? You know, and too many times we're not given the whole picture. You know, we're just, we're giving, you know, almost like a carefully curated presentation. And, I mean, it's, and it's important to see the full picture because, you know, those men were not perfect. And while I'm not really trying to highlight their shortcomings, it's important to know that they had them. Because ultimately, those men overcame them. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's as human beings. You know, we we all have shortcomings, and we have to overcome them to do you know to do things, whether they are basic everyday things or huge, extraordinary, you know, historically relevant things. Right, we have to overcome our own shortcomings to do them. We have to overcome our own fears to do them. You know, um, I have no idea if Dr. King was afraid of dying. But if he was, well, he was literally walking into, you know, a situation where getting killed was not just probable, but likely. And ultimately, it did happen. And, you know, I've read some things, you know, there have been, um, you know, just, 
stories, you know, behind the scenes kind of stories where he absolutely had to face his fears and he expressed his fears. Right? There were, uh, he could have really just, you know what, he could have been just a pastor and had his congregation and maybe helped out here or there with some things, you know, and just tried to shepherd people through the world that existed. I mean, he could have done that. Like, nobody would have frowned on him for doing that. You know, but he stepped out there and in the face of just, not just scrutiny, but doubt, you know, hatred. I mean, just, yeah. And he proceeded in the face of all of that. And it's just, you know, I mean, we got to, that needs to be thought about more and talked about more. Right. And also, you know, what's happened since he was killed, you know, where we have made progress and where we haven't. Because unfortunately, there are way too many things that haven't changed or that haven't moved along, you know, nowhere near as far as they should have in, you know, over 50 years. And, um, you know, when you look down, you look at why. And well, one thing is that you know the racists don't quit, right? Um, they don't. They don't give up. They don't quit. They don't retire. Right? And you know, contrary to what some people might think, you know, it doesn't end when they die out because they have children and they teach their children the same values. I mean, so that's a big reason why we're still here on a lot of things, why we haven't really moved the needle. And look, you know, it's not something that fixes itself. I think that's another mistake we've made. I know there's some people who really hope, hoping that, you know, that when the racists of Dr. King's lifetime got old and died out, that their children would be better. Well, except... They they weren't, right? I mean, in some cases, sure, but it doesn't happen just because. So in 2021, we still have a lot of races. And they're still making policy. They're still using racism as a way to win elections. Um, that's just the way it is. And it's never going to go away. We have to fight it forever. Right? As long as we are alive, we have to fight against it. We have to stand against it. So, you know, like the fight is not over and the fight is not easy. So, you know, whether you're black and you're listening to this, and you, you know that already, but... If you're white and you're listening to this, well, you might know it, but you might not. And I'm here to tell you, we're going to have to keep pushing. As long as you're alive, you're going to, and it's going to be there. 
because there are always going to be racist people and they're always going to try to get their way and they are always going to value being racist above anything else and you're just going to accept that You know, and once you've accepted that, then we can think about what we do to make progress. Yeah, I know I've said that like a million times already, but I'm going to keep saying it because it keeps needing, me, needing to be said. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm yawning. All right, but anyway, listen. Um, so, yeah, go, 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 go look up Dr. King. Go look for some things that you didn't know already. Right, go look up some pictures you haven't seen. Some color pictures. <laughs> And um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a do break. Be right back. It's important to remember that you know, Martin Luther King Day being a national holiday was actually opposed by people, by some people, right? Um, and you know, go look that up. Yeah, I'm, okay, got some homework for you. Go, go, go! Look up the creation of the national holiday for Dr. King, and very eye-opening. It, it should have been a no-brainer, but it wasn't for some people. But anyway, as far as the holiday itself, look—I mean, obviously, if there's anybody deserving of you know, a national holiday in their honor, it is Dr. Martin Luther King. That if if you have any dispute or debate about that, then um, you know what, you, you need to go play in traffic. Okay, this ain't this ain't the place for you. Okay. Uh, look, I appreciate every listener except people who have uh, opinions like that. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know the holiday itself. It's I guess I'm kind of laughing about it because I was just thinking about it because everybody's not off, right? 
uh, you know, if you didn't like government, then you're probably off. And then, like, as far as private businesses, it's, you know, kind of, some are, some aren't, right? I mean, like, grocery stores are open, obviously, and, you know, fast food and all that's open, and, you know, some, a bunch of other retail places, and, uh, but, like, for me, I mean, today, I'm off today, which is great, but the comic book store is closed. So on the one hand, while I appreciate them respecting the holiday and, and you know, all of that good stuff, it'd be really nice to be able to go to the comic book store on my day, on, on the day where I don't have to work, right? I mean, um, <laughs> okay, I know, look, I'm terrible, I know, I know, okay, I, look, look, you're probably shaking your head. <laughs> that me saying that, okay? But, um, you know, I wasn't able to go over the weekend. Well, I was, I just was doing stuff. And <laughs> since I'm off Monday, I'd like to go, be able to go today. Well, this is Monday as I'm recording this part of the show. But they're closed. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I mean, come on now. Look, I don't feel extra liberated because the comic book store is closed on Martin Luther King Day, right? I don't feel more equal to the white man because the comic book store is closed on Martin Luther King Day, right? Now, what y'all can do, you know, y'all can lower them prices for the brothers today. <laughs> that would help, Right? Hey, if you want to, hey, if you want you know, to give me a free a free book today, right? I mean, you could do that. But um, <laughs> oh, come on! I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, look, I mean, I mean, there are definitely office workers that, that that don't need to be there today, that aren't you know really done any real service by you know, working today, you know, but the day off shouldn't be reserved for people who, I mean, it shouldn't be reserved for quote unquote white collar workers, right? I mean, <clears throat> um, there are plenty of other places that could stand to give their employees a day off, right? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, Thanks, I guess. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, what do you do? Right? What do you do? I mean, I don't know. I mean, hey. Well, all right. Well, at least there's one one good thing out of. Well, look, being in the pandemic is not good, but if 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 there's one silver lining, it's that. At least around here, anyway, there won't be any nightclubs having to do those god awful Martin Luther King Day celebrations <laughs> where they got like you know club flyers and whatnot with a picture of him dressed like you know he's going to the club in 2021. <laughs> I mean, those are terrible. 
Those are absolutely terrible. Alright, so at least we're not seeing those this year. You know, now of course that's not going to stop some places from having parties and some people from being stupid, but I mean, they'd be doing that anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I have no idea whether or not your place of business needs to be open or closed on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, um, I would say that if, if your employees are all looking at you funny, if you want to be, if you want to be open and your employees are all looking at you funny that day, then next year you should probably be closed. All right. Um, yeah, that, 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 that about sums it up. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, please, please forgive me. Everyone who I, everyone who I have, you know, uh, offended in this segment. Um, please forgive me. All right. Please, please do. Um, nobody's perfect, and uh, when it comes to some things, well, we're all bad at something. I think this is one of those for me. Uh, right. So. Um, happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, um, whether you had to work or not. And uh, a comic book store guy, um, next year, if you want to be open for a couple of hours, it's okay. It really is. It's okay. Well, at least for me, anyway. You know, um, yeah. Maybe next year um, I'll shoot you an email or something the week before and. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let me let me get out of here before I get any any more trouble with you guys. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, time to move on. Be back in a minute. Good riddance. 
get gone, get out. Don't ever want to see you again. <clears throat> ever. Don't want to see you or Don Jr. or Eric or Ivanka or Melania or Tiffany and Baron is not none of this is your fault, little dude. Or you're not so little now, but alright, can't put none of this on you, Baron, but you wouldn't be perfectly fine with me if, if didn't have to see you anymore either. Alright. They were a stain on this country. And look, I understand that the you know, the thing that was stained was very much a facade. Alright. It was. I'm not saying that we were this perfect little country before they came along. I just, well, if you listen to the show, you know I don't think that. Alright, but they were, he, he, he messed up the basic functionality of the country in addition to all his other evils. And that, that's what cannot be cannot be underplayed uh, or whatever the right word is alright okay he, he threatened he disrupted and did incredible damage to the basic functionality of this country alright for all the other things that were wrong with him That might be number one. That, that he was not committed to the basic functionality of this country. Alright, that there are there have been presidents who were racist. There have been presidents who had a bunch of policies I would have never agreed with. I mean, there were presidents who were reckless and a bit dangerous. Or not a bit dangerous, a lot dangerous. But he is the first one I can think of that did not give a damn about the maintaining the basic functionality of the country. Okay, if you want a reason why he is the worst president ever, that is it. Alright. Okay, because look, he, he didn't realize he had messed it up. He well, he didn't care about about doing what was needed to maintain it. And then he completely, you know, was in denial that he he messed it up. All right, some of the things he would have done, some of the, some of the things he very easily could have done. Would have gotten it, and, and he could he would have gotten reelected, because we tend to reelect incumbent presidents. Because most of the time, if the country is, if the you know country is functioning on a basic level, then there are enough people who will vote to keep the whoever's in office in office. All right, and I mean it was true with Bush. 
Um, you know, Bush became very unpopular in his second term, but through his first term, even though you know we had, even though nine eleven happened on his watch, even though you know we were bogged down in Iraq and all of that, I mean, the basic functionality of the country was still there. So there were enough, more than enough people who, you know, could look around and look at their life and look at everything and say, okay, well, you know what, things are working okay. You know, whether I agree with everything he does or whether I like him or not, you know, things things are working all right. You know, <clears throat> I mean, with Trump, I mean, he, he, he deliberately disrupted the Postal Service. Okay, he, he took preventive measures or preventive offices out of, just took them out. They could have at least given us a better battle plan against COVID. And then he was completely reckless about it himself. And then when that, when all of that resulted in the need to have lockdowns and mask mandates and all of that, you know, he was, he didn't even embrace that. I mean, had, and, and remember, he knew how bad it was. So, look, had he just simply come out early and said, and put out a mask mandate, you know, all, all you know, his, you know, the, the MAGA folks would have gone along with it. And we'd be in a much better place. We wouldn't have 400,000 dead. And he probably would have got reelected. Okay, I mean, and that's, you know, even with the child separation policy, even with the, the Muslim ban, even with wasting money building the wall, right? If he had just left the things in place to handle things like COVID and it just come out early and, you know, supported mask wearing and some type of mask mandate he would have gotten reelected because the reality is enough people didn't give a crap about the child separation policy or the you know the, the Muslim ban and all of that you know enough people didn't care about that that's reality okay people didn't care that we were wasting money building a wall okay they didn't care about the waste of time on the, the space force, right? Most people did not care about. Well, I should say, yeah, people did not care about those things. Yeah, they didn't care about all the, you know, the, the the cozy talk with Putin and all the other dictators, right? There weren't enough people who cared about that to vote him out, and people didn't care that he essentially cosigned on police brutality, right? People, you know, enough people didn't care. Or, or, you know what, let me be blunt. Enough white people didn't care. Alright. And that's just how it was. But then when, you know, COVID happened and that disrupted, again, the basic functionality of the country. And he is the worst president ever because he was so reckless and so stupid and so inattentive and so easily talked into things by the likes of Stephen Miller that he just upset and disrupted the basic functionality of the country. 
He did that. And now, you know what? It's going to take a while to dig out of this hole. But the first step in digging out of the hole is getting him out of here. So, he's out. He's gone. Goodbye. And, again, hope to never see any... you. Hope to never see you or any of your family on my television ever again. Alright, and, that, and that, that, that's a shout at the media in particular because... You don't have to cover him anymore. Alright. If you choose to cover him now. Or I should say. You don't need to give him blocks of airtime. You don't need to devote a bunch of features. On him. And his followers anymore. If you're doing that. Then it's clearly for clickbait. Or you know. Cheap ratings ploys or whatever. Alright. You've been doing that for four years. Or five actually. You don't have. Alright. If you continue to do that, then there is no longer any doubt about your own moral bankruptcy here. And to you know, to everyone else out there, look, I'm I'm glad that those of us who survived, I'm glad that we did. And now we have to go forward. But the first part of that was getting rid of him, and we did. Yeah, he, he served his term. We, we, we didn't. Would have been nice if we could have got him out earlier, but we didn't. But at least we got him out on election day. So, so long, Donald. Get the hell on. Goodbye. Never want to see you again. Go to hell. and first ladies are coming through and 
people are, you know, like, oh, look at what they're wearing, oh, they look so cool, and all that kind of stuff, right? And, and you know, and, um, there's a lot of happiness right now. Which, you know, inevitably is going to have people saying, well, they ain't no good either. They're politicians too. Why y'all standing politicians? Uh, uh. You know, okay. You can be happy that Trump is gone. You can be happy that we are going to have better people in the White House. And I, I, and I will die on that hill that the people that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are better people and will be better people in those in their respective offices than Donald Trump and Mike Pence were. Okay? Better matters. Alright. Okay, you can look at the just the list of stuff that, that they're gonna do by executive order today, inauguration day, and just see this just the stuff that they're rolling back that Trump put in place. Alright? We have better people coming into office than the ones who were there for the last four years. That is true. Okay, and you can say that and you can be happy for that. It doesn't make you a stand of politicians. Alright. Good grief. Okay, politicians are not all the same. People in office are not all the same. Some are better than others. All right. Do you need to keep track of what they're doing? Yes. You know, should you rightfully, you know, protest if they're doing something you don't agree with or something that you just think is bad? Yes. You absolutely should. You should protest. You should speak up. You should speak out. But you can still be happy. You can be, but that you can still be happy to have better people in office than we had just yesterday. All right. There's nothing wrong with being happy about that. There's nothing wrong with expressing some happiness about that. All right. That doesn't make you a stand. It doesn't mean that you're a bootlicker or that you'll just accept whatever they give you. It doesn't mean that. You know. But and this is look. This is very much a social media thing this this need to not be a you know to, to show that you are not a bootlicker right to show that you know you that you are not some unconditional supporter of some person or company or team or what right this need to show that you are a free thinker right I mean it's just stupid. And it usually goes hand in hand with the people who say that stuff doing the exact same things that they accuse other people of doing. Right? I mean, it's, it's pretty common for somebody who will call you a bootlicker because, you know, you're happy for someone or you like someone or whatever. You know, it's very common for the people who will call you a bootlicker to be out there licking boots, some other somebody else's pair of boots. Yeah, and then of course it's on the premise that their favorite would never do that stuff that your favorite did. 
right? I mean, oh, well, my faith would never do that. We don't know these people, all right? I, there is not a person on television who I know personally. I do not know any of them. I don't know their cast members or any of the shows I watch. I don't know any of the players, you know, any of the sports teams I watch. I don't know any professional wrestlers personally. Okay, I am not around any of these people. I don't know any of them. I don't know any politicians personally. Okay. You can like what they do. You can like what they stand for within the, you know, as far as their jobs. All right. And you can you can like them on a surface level, you know, personally, based on you know what what you actually know or what you actually see. And but you should leave it there, right? I mean, when you get when you once you get to the point of interpreting things that are not cut and dried or projecting values on the people because you like or don't like them you're doing too much alright you are because we don't know these people okay there were people who thought they knew OJ Simpson right there are people who thought they knew Bill Cosby there are people who thought they knew you know I don't know Mel Gibson right or Right, there are people who thought they knew well hell Donald Trump right I mean it happens all the time you know there are people who thought they knew you know this preacher or that politician or or this businesswoman or that you know actress or whatever right there are people who think that they know these folks and then something happens and it's like oh wait a minute I thought I knew them <laughs> this isn't the one person I knew or knew of right I mean it happens all the time and likewise there are people who you might be just convinced are assholes or you might be just convinced are bad people and they're not because you don't know them. So now getting back to, you know, politicians. I mean, I don't know Joe Biden personally. I mean, the, but, you know, the evidence we have from personal testimonies of people and just from how I've heard him talk and all of that kind of thing, I, it at least appears to me that he's a good guy and that he has some real compassion and some real empathy. And he's been through a bunch of tragedies in his own life. So he, he has a sense of feeling of what people are going through right now. Particularly people who've lost loved ones to COVID, right? You know, do I feel comfortable saying that I think he's a good guy? Yes. 
Does that mean I'm going to agree with everything he does? No. You know, do I feel comfortable saying that I don't think Kamala Harris is a some evil woman who wants to lock everybody up? No, I don't think she's that. I think that's pretty stupid to have labeled her that way. Right? And, and disingenuous. And look, I don't think that Barack and Michelle Obama are evil people. I don't think Bill and Hillary Clinton are evil people. I don't think George W. Bush is an evil person. Okay? I don't. Now, they all got into politics. Yes. And succeeding in politics. Yeah, you got to say some stuff that ain't necessarily true. <laughs> A lot of times. Yes, you do. Yes, you got to you got to shake hands with some pretty, you know, suspect people sometimes. Yes. Yes, sometimes you got to promise some things and then you know, walk it back. Yes, you do. That is politics. All right? And that's because you're trying to win an election, you're trying to win elections and you're trying to win the votes of people are every bit as dishonest and inconsistent and double dealing as they say you are. You know, politicians carrying on the way that they do in the name of getting elected, it's a symptom, it's not a disease. Hey, you know, the old saying, you get the government you deserve. I mean, politicians can be dishonest often because the people who the people who vote for them are dishonest. People who vote for them are inconsistent. The people who vote for them are ignorant. Alright. So I mean this is another version of me blaming fans for stuff. Yes. Alright. Because I, you know, I do blame the many over the few. I, I, now I'll take the few to task when they're, when they're, you know, when there was a moment when there was a time where they could have shown leadership and they could have led the many, and they did it wrong or did it dirty or didn't do it at all. Yes. But if we're going to get mad about what politicians have to do to get elected, well, then you need to get mad about the people that were doing the electing. All right. I mean, Trump got 74 million votes for re-election. Okay, that, that wasn't, you know, Melania voting 70 million times, Right. I've said this before, you know, look, I voted for Obama twice, and you know what, that means if you want to come throw the drone policy in my face, I voted for it twice, I gotta eat it, 
But at the same time, at the same time, we wanted troops out of Iraq. We wanted troops out of Afghanistan. We, you know, we wanted fewer troops in those places. But us having fewer troops doesn't mean that there are fewer bad guys. And there were some real bad guys there. Still are. You know, us having fewer troops doesn't mean that you still have that you, that, that there's no action that needs to be taken there so if it's not going to be with troops what's it going to be with you know and look drone strikes are that's how we have our cake and eat it too right we get to take action against the, the real bad guys who were over there but we don't have to keep sending people in country we don't have to, and that's fewer people getting shot, fewer people coming on body bags, right? So, I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, if you want honesty, honesty is that there are bad people over there who mean to do us harm. We do need to fight them. So, we either fight them with people or we fight them with drones. That's being honest. But we don't really want to hear that. Right, we either, you know, we, we want to hear either that it's being handled or we want to hear that we can just come home and if we just come home, the people over there won't be mad at us anymore and they won't bother us anymore. Right? We want to hear one or the other. And neither of those is true. So, you know what? It's whoever's in office at the time, whether it's Obama or Trump or Biden now, you know what they're going to do? When it comes to stuff like that, they will take the path that will cause them the least political damage at home. Why? Because they know how we are. Okay. So, in the face of all that, you know what? I think it's perfectly fine to say that you, you know, like President Obama, that you thought President Obama was a great president. I think there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think there's nothing wrong with thinking that. Okay, I think there's nothing wrong with being happy that Joe Biden is coming into office and thinking that he's going to be a good president. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that doesn't make you a shill or a bootlicker or whatever. Right? I mean, you're a bootlicker when... You know, when you say everything they do is good no matter what. When you can't even... You know, when you can't acknowledge anything. Like, even something that clearly does not work. Or fails... You know, if you're still out there saying, oh, this is good, we're winning, yay, then that, that's bootlicking, okay? There's a difference. And it's important that if you consider yourself to be an intelligent person, it's important that you distinguish between the two. 
right? I mean, you're not a Lyndon Johnson bootlicker. If you if you like, if you think Lyndon Johnson was a good president, if you like that he was there, that doesn't make you a bootlicker. Look, he signed, he pushed for, and he signed the civil rights legislation. Okay, that's that that alone at least puts you on in the conversation for being a good president. But he also ran things up in Vietnam. Okay. Right, and that and that's bad. And if somebody wants to say they think he was a bad president because of that, then okay, fine. But if somebody wants to say they think he was a good president because of the civil rights legislation, then that's fine too. Right, doesn't make you a shill or a bootlicker or, or a hater or on the other end, right? It doesn't. Yeah, look, there's nothing else I hope for more over the next four years is that we get more people acting with common sense, more people looking at the bigger picture, more people willing to put the onus on their fellow man or woman for their role in all of this and look in the mirror at their own role in all of this. Because again, it's like the saying says, you get the government you deserve. We as a country, and we as an electorate, considering some of the, the, the stupid things some of us were willing to believe about Hillary Clinton, considering some of the things that a lot of us are willing to overlook or pretend didn't exist about Donald Trump, I mean, ultimately, yeah, we did kind of deserve it. That doesn't mean you deserved it on the individual level, but as a country, do we deserve it? Yes. Maybe. At least some of us did. Some of us earned every bit of destruction he brought on the country. Some of us earned that. And I think some of us have earned a reprieve, the reprieve that we've hopefully gotten now. course the hardest you know toughest part about being in this country is that you know we've got a lot of people who wish to bring on the disorder and the chaos and the destruction who live amongst those of us who don't want that and going forward I don't know how you know I don't know how that gets rectified I don't know if it does but I'm on the side of those who look and hope and want to make things better here. And I'm not afraid to say that I like those people. I'm not afraid to say that I think that those people are in office now. And I'm not afraid to say that I think those people will be good at it. If you want to call me a stand for that, then oh well. You know, I'm not going to fight you no more. You can think what you want. And I reserve the right to call you stupid. <laughs> Anyhow, enough of that. Let's take a break. Be back in a minute. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. 
As we continue on Inauguration Day, that's the day I'm recording this part of the show. In fact, most of the show is probably going to be, have been, most of the show probably will have been recorded on Inauguration Day. Alright, I recorded some stuff before, but this is turning into one of those things where I'm just going to dump a lot of segments that I originally recorded and go with what I come up with later because... That's kind of what I'm feeling. So, those of y'all who will do anything creative, I'm sure you understand. Um, and listen, I, that's a regular thing. Okay, sometimes I usually start recording the same day I put out an episode. I usually start recording new stuff. <clears throat> and then, you know what? Uh, sometimes I keep it. You know, sometimes I. I you know, I feel like I got it right, and it fits in with what I'm going to be doing for that week, so I keep it. Sometimes I, you know, I, I've recorded an entire show by Monday or Tuesday, and then before, and then dumped it all Wednesday and Thursday, right? Um, it happens sometimes. This is one of those weeks where... I'm dumping a lot of stuff, and I'm, you know, mainly talking to you on Inauguration Day here. And I'm saying all that. <laughs> well, because the next thing I just wanted to get to, and that's, you know, I mentioned before about how you don't have to be a bootlicker to be happy that Joe Biden won and all that stuff, all right? And, um, look, today's a victory, all right? It is a victory. It is not, you know, full and total permanent victory over all that ails us in this country or no. And it's not a full and total victory over, you know, all the evils that have been committed throughout American history against, you know, our own people and other people. No, it's not no. It does not single handedly make up for all of that. Okay? I don't think anybody with half a brain is even suggesting that. But, but, it is a victory nonetheless. Okay, getting Trump out of the White House is a victory. Okay, his, all right, his, his entire time there has just been an assault on, again, the basic functionality of the country in addition to being you know a you know accelerator or amplifier of the worst instincts of people <coughs> right this is all there is to it getting him out of the White House was crucial it was vital to the very future of this country. 
if you know, and if you want to sit up and say, "Well, screw America, whatever, whatever," dude, you live here. All right. I mean, you can talk all trash you want about the country and the government and history and all that, but as long as you live here, then however this country is going affects you. So you should want it to be run properly. All right, because you're not going to evade that forever. <clears throat> you know, you're not going to be able to sit there and not be affected, you know, forever if the country is being perpetually run badly. And that's what was going on. Once again, basic functionality was thrown in a crapper under him. <clears throat> Getting him out is a victory. Getting him out was crucial. And we got him out. That is a win. Getting people in important offices who are more representative of the entire population of the country is a win. Okay, rolling back a lot of the policies that he put in place on day one. I, a bunch of stuff's getting rolled back on day one. <clears throat> that is a victory. All right. And it is okay for people to celebrate that. All right. And to just to be Debbie Downer, you know, about things. Oh, nothing changes. Okay. Um, you're wrong there. Okay, I, mean, I could easily run through a litany of stuff that Trump changed for the worse and it might not be stuff that affected you but it's still there, it's still there nonetheless it still happened and, it's, and, it, and it, it was still affecting people <laughs> so today is a win and we should celebrate it you know I've said before Celebrate your victories, no matter how big or small. Always celebrate your victories. <clears throat> okay, because we always, you know, we take defeats hard all the time. I take defeats hard. All right, so always celebrate your victories. Big, small, in between. This was a big victory for the country. And no, it doesn't mean everything's going to magically get all better for everybody immediately. No, it's not going to happen. But <clears throat> a lot of bad things that could have happened have been prevented. You need to look at it like that. And to those who think that, you know, being all happy about the inauguration and celebratory about the inauguration and and happy about you know some of the people who were in the inauguration yeah i mean if you want to if you want to be a debbie downer about that and saying that well they're participating in the imperialist structure i mean government doesn't get better if we don't all participate society doesn't get better if we don't all participate all right because you know what's going to happen it's going to be run by somebody. <laughs> and if you check out, 
it's still going to be run by somebody. And if that if that somebody sees that you're not paying attention, or that you don't care, or that you're not interested in how things are run, well, they not going. They got got nothing for you. And that includes the people who, who might, you know, that doesn't just include the people who you disagree with politically. It includes the people who you might put, you know, be closer to politically. If they see, if they see that you're not interested, you're not involved, then they got no reason to listen to you. So if you want a better government, you got to participate. If you want a better society, you got to participate. You shouldn't thumb your nose at the people who do decide to participate try to contribute alright you know get out what you put in and that's for everything <coughs> don't put nothing in you ain't gonna get nothing out like I said before in a previous segment we get the government we deserve and if we have a government that is being run by people who got nothing to do with us, then they're going to run it in a way that only benefits them. So, it's on you to participate. And it's on you to not get all pissy about the people who do participate and who do try to make things better and who do try to contribute. With that being said, yeah, we celebrating today. At least on this show, we celebrate. Alright? Like I said, doesn't mean everything is, doesn't mean everything's been fixed already. Doesn't mean everything's gonna get fixed. But today, we are better today than we were yesterday. And that is worth being happy. That is worth celebrating. That is worth congratulating the people who participated. Not only in beating Donald Trump, but in but in the inauguration. As long as you live in this country, then it's in your best interest that the country be run right. Or run as well as it possibly can be run. Alright? You live here. Well, at least most of y'all who are listening to this live here. Some of y'all know. But most of y'all listening to this live here so you should want it to be run as well as possible and that doesn't happen without everybody's participation so it's okay to be happy that we have a new president it's okay to celebrate you know it's okay to you know to be on you know it's okay to love what people were wearing to it it's and to say so it's okay to enjoy the the young lady who did the poem alright or, or to enjoy the prayers that were said alright it's it's okay to enjoy all of that it's okay to enjoy what happened today and stop being a damn Debbie Downer stop being pessimistic about everything Again, like I said before, when something happens, when something bad actually happens, yes, speak out. When they make a decision you don't like, by all means, speak up and speak out. Yes. 
but today you can be happy. It's okay to be happy sometimes. Don't gotta be miserable all the time. Alright. There's people that actually got shit being done to them. You know, they can be miserable. They, they have a right to be miserable. But if you mad just to be mad, you know, go jump in the lake. Anyway, break time. Be back after this. Alright, so that's it for this week. Um, that's too early to say that our long national nightmare is over because there's plenty of work to be done going forward by our new president and by us. But, like I said before, it feels better. It just feels better right now. And I hope that y'all feel better. At least for now. Like I said, celebrate the victory. Take a few days this week and just, you know, relax for a minute. And smile for a minute if you haven't done that in a while. And now, look, no need to keep y'all any longer here this week. All right. It, it's just, feels good. Feels real good. And here's the keeping it that way. So look, um, President Biden said in his address that we're about to hit the worst with COVID. Thank God for honesty. So with that being said, as always, well, especially now, don't go anywhere you don't have to. Like, don't go to the club if it's open. Don't go to no house parties. Now, you don't be doing all that, all right? Wait a few months. All right, get this vaccine rolling. Take the vaccine when it's your turn. Don't be stupid. But anyway, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Friends, family, countrymen. Take care of each other. You know, God bless you guys. God bless America. Talk to you next week. It's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs>